this is Kyle Thomas of Exhorter, and you're listening to the Phantasm Podcast. Phantasm. Dr. Vincent West, medical doctor with the Phantasm Podcast, and I have one of my favorite vocalists on today. He's a legend. Uh, you maybe heard of X Order before. We're talking with Kyle today, and uh, we're super excited to have him on for the first time. How are you doing, my friend? Hey, thank you for having us on. I appreciate it, man. Hey, man, thank you, man. Oh, you're saying legend. I was. That's you. I was looking over my shoulder when you said legend. <laughs> oh, I wanted to make sure Glenn Hughes didn't walk <laughs> Glenn Hughes is a legend as well, but yeah, we're so thrilled to have you on today, and uh, love love me some Exhorter, man. Uh, let's go way back uh, real quick. Uh, tell us all about how you got into Exhorter. I would love to hear this. It's so exciting to have you on. Yeah, I mean, we got to rewind way, way, way back for sure. Um, so... Uh, so the rest of the guys had started putting this thing together, I want to say late 1985. Okay. And uh, I didn't come into the picture until perhaps uh, late spring, early summer of 1986. Okay. Um, this was right around a time where crossover was a big, big thing. And uh, so, you know, uh, a large portion of the original... Uh, lineup of Exhorter were metalheads who started going to punk shows and uh, they hooked up with Chris Nail who was a punk drummer who started kind of experimenting with the metal side of things and uh, so you know they started writing uh, a handful of songs that ended up becoming uh, the, the very first demo that we did get rude uh, and then I came on board that uh, you know, that, that late summer late spring early summer of uh, 1986 okay and as soon as I I think they had maybe tried a couple of you know buddies who let me give it a try uh, and none of it ever you know panned out but uh, you know from the first note that I sang and the, the very first audition that I had was uh, we we did Deliver Us to Evil by Exodus. Oh, cool. And from the very first note that I sang, they were all just like, yeah, this is our guy. So I, I was in like Flint from there. And uh, so we just started working really hard that summer. And uh, at the end of the summer, we went into a, you know, home studio that this guy had in his backyard and recorded the Get Rude demo and the rest is history. Well, man, I tell you, I remember the first time, the first album I got was uh, Slaughter in the Vatican, which you guys are going to be playing live. You're going to be playing the whole thing on this tour. Is that right? That's correct. That's correct. We, we are going to play a handful of other songs from the other albums. Uh, you know, as a headliner, we just figure uh, a little bit more can't hurt, but we are playing the album in its entirety and uh, making an event out of it. So, uh, 
should be uh, a good time uh, had by all. It's incredible, man. Uh, what was that like? Go way back with us real quick, Kyle, and we'll talk about this tour. But what was that like working with uh, Scott Burns back in the day? Man, Scott's about the nicest guy. It's so laid back and easygoing, which is exactly what you want in an engineer or producer. You know, that you want somebody who's level-headed and cool because it's not uncommon for, you know, you get five artists in the room, much less you know, five young males full of testosterone, you know. <laughs> right. And everybody's got a, a different, everybody's got a different idea how something should go. And, um, and somebody as cool and laid back as Scott, you know, not to mention the skill set that he has as an engineer and a producer, you, know, you, you get these things and it just creates a balance that is necessary. And, and at the time we had, you know, very small budget. We had, uh, very little experience so you know we made a lot of mistakes and uh, Scott did his absolute very best job that he could have to uh, to make the best of a bad situation because that that session was really just tough from, from the time that we started until we finally finished it right well it's been a classic of mine I remember buying it on cassette back in the day I was in high school when it came out and it's such a great album uh, classic stuff um, and then you guys playing the whole thing on this tour is exciting as hell for me, uh, and I'm sure for lots of folks. Um, so, do you is is it fun to revisit doing like a whole record like that for you? Do you like it? Was it something you guys all consciously like? Well, we should do this. We're just gonna play the whole damn thing. Or how did that come about for the tour? It's it's really the the only time I've ever done this as a band. The only other time I've come close to doing something like this was. With Trouble one year, it was, the, I don't know, 35th or 30th anniversary of their debut album. So we played most of the album on that tour, but we didn't do the whole thing. Right. But, but this time around, uh, this all started by uh, Psycho Las Vegas inviting us to play. And uh, at, our, at the time, our management had uh, come to us with a proposal to play the album in its entirety. Because uh, we had done it once at St. Vitus in Brooklyn. And okay. That was one of our first shows. I think that was our first. That was actually our first show back when we reformed, and uh, and it went over really well. So we did it for Psycho Las Vegas. And while we were preparing uh, this past this year to do it, uh, it, it takes a lot of work go back to an album that you don't always do a lot of the material from, especially when the music is as complex as exhorter music can sure, be. Sure, sure. Um, so we all we all just kind of talked about it and, and decided that uh, it would probably be a good idea to propose to our booking agent on you know both sides of the pond to uh, throw it out there and see if anybody wanted to, to book us on a tour doing the album in its entirety sure enough a booking agent came back and said got you a tour <laughs> uh, here we are we're getting ready to go out for a solid month uh, playing the album in its entirety for people and it seems to be uh, quite a hit so far people seem to be really excited about it oh man it's 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 killer and man your last studio album More Than the Southern Skies is a killer record as well we didn't get to have you on for that I'm a I thought that record was killer man that was one of my favorite albums in 2019 <laughs> 
Um, Thank you. That's uh, that's the album that I always dreamed of making. I can tell you that. So, uh, um, you know that now the bar is set really high. So now I have to look at everything I record. And go, does it compare to Martin of the Skies sonically? You know, because it really does have that uh, that that big, wide, powerful production that every band hopes to have. You know, as far as I'm concerned, anyway, it's what I've always wanted. Well, it's it's a it's a it's a killer at record, man. I'm I'm a huge fan of the record. Um, like I said, it was awesome. I got to see you guys with Overkill actually on uh, that tour. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. Um, what, what a great tour that was. Oh yeah, man. It was actually the last show I got to see before the COVID shit hit too. So. Um, yeah, we 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 had two shows left, and it uh, when the shutdown happened, uh, so we we were the lucky ones. We were we got to most of the tour whereas a lot of people were just starting to kick off the tour or hadn't even gotten to it yet and you know <laughs> well you guys fucking threw down that night it's always awesome to see you guys live and to go back to this new tour uh, who all are you guys going to be touring with is, is, or is it just you guys or you all have some support bands with you or there's uh, excuse me it's, it's old man time for now <laughs> oh dude I'm right there with you we got three other bands <laughs> we've got three other bands on the bill we've got Take Offense Extinction AD and Plague Years all really strong bands awesome uh, I've checked out all of their social media pages and listened to some of their stuff and I'm I'm happy to be out as a package with all the bands everybody's quite formidable and, and good at what they do so I think we're going to have a really uh, good powerful bill and uh, I, I don't see any reason why people wouldn't feel like they're getting their money's worth on this tour. Yeah, it sounds like a hell of a bill. Um, and then I wanted to ask you, uh, as far as like touring, did you guys get to do all the touring you wanted to do for More in the Southern Skies, or did the COVID thing fuck all that up as well? Um, no, because there were, there were dates booked in Europe for you know, festival season as well as Maryland Death Fest, and like I said, two shows at the end of the Overkill tour ended up being canceled uh, at the time. You know, I think they rescheduled the one in Montclair, uh, New Jersey, uh-huh. but we're not playing it. It's just you know, as a one-off, it just wouldn't make sense for us to go do. It. Sure, of course. And, uh, uh, otherwise, they they moved the festival dates. There were a couple of festival dates that we couldn't justify doing again. Sure. But uh, but there were a couple that we that we were able to, to stay on. So we're we've moved Maryland Death Fest to twenty twenty two and stayed obligated to that. Nice. As well as Alcatraz Fest in Belgium and Google Assault in the Czech Republic. Oh yeah. Uh, we we had uh, uh, we had booked a fall tour headlining in Europe for this year, but we ended up having to cancel it some months back because things hadn't opened up yet. It was looking like it was going to get worse. And, uh, we just, we talked with our booking agent over there and it just, everything seemed like it was pointing in a bad direction at the time. So we, we canceled the tour. Sadly, it's the you know first time I've ever had to do that really that I can recall. Sure. And, uh, yeah, that sucks. We're hoping to, at some point, get back there and, and, and redo that, but, uh, you know, time will tell. Right, right, exactly. Um, well, tell us about, uh, you, you've got uh, some solo stuff coming out? Um. 
yeah, it's I'm in pre-production right now, but um, being locked up for over a year uh, and and me being uh, somewhat of an antisocial at times, uh, it, it was a perfect con- uh, concoction for me to start working on music that I had started writing many many years ago, and and you know also some new writing that had been sparked as a result. Uh, some of the songs were actually intended for the second Floodgate album, which never happened. Okay. Uh, so I got to finish those up finally. And and, uh, and then the songs that I've worked on a little bit on and off for the last couple of years, as well as uh, a couple of new pieces that really just are absolutely brand new. Uh, and then I've got, I don't know, maybe a dozen other half songs that are uh, started. I, I always end up with a lot of those and they don't always make it to a full song. Right. Uh, it's nice to have all that stuff in, in reserve just in case I might find something to do with something and uh, it might end up being something completely different from what I started but uh, yeah I, I don't really have a timetable for release for that it's like I said I, I'm really just in pre-production I've, I'm probably about seven seven to eight songs in on that one but I'd like to get a good 10-12 and cherry pick the best ones and, and put an album out and and do it right. Uh, True. Uh, with with a, you know a team of people that I'd like to incorporate. It might be songs where I'm playing everything. I might be playing drums, guitar, bass, because uh, that, that's really what I'm doing for the demos. But uh, you know, I'll probably bring in guests for guitar solos and uh, you know guest singers to sing with me on things. I, it, with it being a solo album. Uh, I have a lot more freedom to do whatever the hell I want because there's no expectation sure. or, or little expectation. You know, you can't take those liberties with bands that are like established in that genre. It just doesn't work. Sure. Well, yeah, man, I tell you, you know, to, to go back to more in the Southern Scott, when I listened to it, I was like, oh, wow, he's just, it's right there. <laughs> it was, it was like visiting an old friend. I was like, here it is. <laughs> so cool. That's good to hear. Uh, I, I, I think a lot of people were, were. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just saying it was just it was so cool, man. Like I, I cannot tell you how excited I was because uh, I still physically buy CDs and vinyl and stuff, and just to get it in the mail and just be like, oh yeah, you know, put my headphones uh, on, drink some beer, listen to Exorder. I was like, this is so cool, you know. Um, just to, it's like like I said, like years in the making. man, I'm telling you, but God, thank you for putting it out. Like it's, I love it, man. Uh, it's so good, um, and then for that record, man, I, I love the artwork, everything about it, man. I mean, you really put a lot of work into the the record's amazing. Um, it's uh, yeah, it took a it took a team to to make that happen for sure, but um, but we did it, and um, some of those songs had a little history behind them too. Uh, they weren't all brand new, but a lot of it was brand new. Um, you know, everybody worked really hard together to write the songs and uh, and record them and uh, assemble artwork that was fitting for it. And uh, you know, the the layout is amazing too. I, the, the the whole idea was it's been this long and people are have been waiting, you know, for this album in, in anticipation for a long time. We might as well go all out and do uh, do it justice. And I think I think it did. Oh, you did, uh, and I think it's it, it, being a little, uh, you know, a little bit of a uh, a transitional album for us. Not too, too much, but uh, 
you know, we, we caught some grief for that with The Law, with it being a little bit different. Yeah, The Law is a great album, man. And, you know, <laughs> well, thank you, thank you. And, and, you know, and More in the Southern Skies, again, was an evolution for us. But I, I think it's aging well for some people that weren't too, too thrilled with it at first because it wasn't Slaughter in the Vatican Jr. You know, you, you're probably never going to get that album from us ever again. That's just, well, you know, we're... We're, diff- we're different people. We're, we're older, and you know, not the, not the same. The, it's not even the same team. So you know, the, the the whole mindset now is make an album that is worthy of the Exhorter logo. Put it out there, and never disappoint. Well, you're always going to have those people that are not happy with anything, you know. Oh, it's not this, it's not that, whatever. You yeah. know, I, like I said, I've I've yeah. loved everything. Like when I got my hands on the law, I was like, oh, this is killer. I just love the band, man. I love the whole vibe of the band, and and uh, was so excited to get my hand. Like I said, it's one of my album of the year, 2019, and this record's so fucking good. I loved it, you know. Um, wow. Second, that's the second time I've heard of that today. That's a good thing to hear. Yeah, man, it's a, it's a, it's a. I'm an old head, like like I said. I'm I love it. I don't know what people look for from certain bands for certain albums. I was just thrilled to have a new X Order album. Y'all could have fucking done anything on it. I was just ecstatic to get my hands on it. But then it was just like I listened to a lot of stuff with headphones on. I listened to stuff in my car, and it's just oh, it's so good. It's such a good album. Um, but yeah, uh, this tour, man, uh, it looks like you guys are hitting a lot of spots. You've got the uh, package of good bands with you. Um, as far as doing the album in its entirety, is that something you're going to do like at the end of the set, or are you all doing that at the beginning of the set? Or That is a trade secret. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> got, well, hey, we're excited. Uh, I, I had to ask, as a fan of the record and, and the band, I figured I'd ask. But yeah, cool. Well, that gives people something to look forward to. Get them to the show, and you get to find out. Yeah, I can... I can promise you no one's going to feel like uh, that, that we pull the fast one on them. <laughs> I like to think that everybody's going to be happy with what we do. We've got we've got a game plan here, and I think it's going to be really cool. It's very cool, man. I love you guys are hitting all over the place. I won't get to see you this time. I'm down in Florida, but maybe uh, maybe next time. But, oh, no. uh, but, Perhaps, yeah, yeah. That's the hard part, with especially you got a month you try to do a tour, and there's just so many places. There's still so many places we haven't played. Every time we do a tour, we're playing somewhere we've never played. That's what happens when you sit out for 27 years. But, you know, we're, we're trying to get to everybody. You know, every time we announce dates, everyone's like, God, you know, you're overlooking us, so please come here. And it's like, we're trying, we're trying. So sure, sure. Everywhere. Well, you got to go where the, you know, where it's at, you know, too. It looks like you guys are hitting a lot of big spots. It looks like you got Vegas two knots in a row. That looks awesome. Uh, you know, a lot of cool stuff there. Uh, on the tour um, I wanted to ask you too uh, are you a big horror guy you seem like you're a big horror guy I follow you guys on, on social media and stuff or somebody is I'm not sure if it's you yes well that's another thing we do here at Phantasm and I just I wanted to ask you just real quick and, and we'll keep pro- promoting brands here for you but I wanted to ask you real quick do you, do you remember the first horror movie you saw where you were like fuck yeah like when you were a kid, when you were growing up? Um, I'm trying to think of what was the first one. Which one? Like, which one? It didn't have to be the first one, but just which one grabbed you and you were like, yeah, this is for me? Well, I, what I can say is uh, the first movie that I watched that 
scared me so much that I, I you know, it, it affected my sleep. Okay. <laughs> for many, many years. Now, keep, keep in mind, I was I was very afraid of monsters, and I, I I had night terrors as a child from the time I was probably in about second grade. Uh, it really, they still I still have them from time to time, but uh, but I, I I've been plagued by nightmares most of my life, and. Um, it's made for some great album lyrics, I can promise you. I bet. But, uh, uh, but it, it, you know, gravitating towards the movie part of it probably didn't happen until I started, uh, I guess when we got cable uh, and, and I had access to things like the first Halloween by John Carpenter and, you know, sure. Friday the 13th Part 2 and, and these sort of things. So, I guess maybe the slasher films were the ones I really started watching first, and and Halloween ruined me. I was I was so afraid of Michael Myers. <laughs> I would come, I would walk home from a friend's house at night after dark, and I would walk down the center of the street so that I was not, you know, I was furthest away from any dark spot, and and if I came to across a spot where there was a lot of, you know, the 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 street lamps weren't cutting through because there's a lot of trees. I would just start booking it, man. I would just sprint, <laughs> sprint, sprint until I got home. Because I knew, I just knew that Michael Myers was walking that fast-paced walk behind me. Um, and I, man, I would sleep with my head under the covers and just my nose sticking out like, so I wouldn't <laughs> see anything. I, if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna die, I don't want to know. <laughs> oh yeah, man. That, I remember the first time I saw Halloween. It was that's a scary one. Yeah, sure. Uh, the, the imagery, the uh, you know, the anticipation that's built up in it. Uh, Carpenter was just really on his game in that you know in that film for sure. Oh yeah, uh, and uh, you know, and probably the, my my vote for most frightening film ever. Um, and it's funny because my children disagree, but you know they 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 grew up in a different time, but. Uh, the exorcist you know, it's, dude it's just, just thank you that movie so is the shit man that movie's so good um terrified the hell out yeah, of me as a kid down, my parents were real religious you know yeah. and and uh i remember the first time i watched that i was like god damn like i i couldn't sleep um i was scared to go back yeah. to church i was like you know it's it's uh it's 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 <laughs> a lot of i know a lot of people don't like i took a friend of mine that's probably 15 years younger than me to see that during COVID. It was at a little theater down here in Florida. We went and watched it in an empty theater, and he'd never seen it. He's like, yeah, it was okay. It's not The Conjuring or what. It's like, well, you wouldn't have had The Conjuring without this dude. So this this movie's awesome. Like, <laughs> I don't think... It terrified the shit. Out. It still scares me. It's one of those, like... Uh, it's so good. I think the younger generations, it, it, it frightens them less because they're, they're so used to CGI. Sure. And for us, we, we didn't have that luxury. We had to use our imagination and rely on the director and makeup team's yep. imagination. So, uh, you know, I think for us, it's more frightening because um, it, it, because it was less realistic. It caused you to, to have to imagine more, maybe? Sure. I don't know. Uh, I, I think... Especially in the dawn of the CGI era, there was there's some stuff I can barely watch anymore. It's so cheesy looking, it's so fake. Sure, but like I mean, CGI's gotten re- really good lately. Oh yeah. So to me, 
you know, if you've got a budget for CGI, well, then you had better have a damn good screenplay and you had better have a damn good cast because if you don't have those three things together today, the movie's not going to be worth a damn. Yeah, I've, I still find my stuff just watching like older. I love old Vincent Price shit and slasher stuff like what you're talking about from like the 80s. Yeah. That's my that's my shit. That's what I always go back to. I try to watch some newer stuff and I, I just, I don't know, a lot of it I just can't get into. Like a lot of my friends like that movie The Witch. I couldn't get into it. You know, they love it and I'm just like, oh, oh I love The Witch. Did you see? Yeah, a lot of... I'm the odd man out on it. I just, I, I didn't hate it. I just, it didn't, it just didn't really do anything for me. I was just like, ah, uh, you know, I don't know. Well, I think for me, what I liked the best about it was it's a slow burn, and I'm good with a slow burn, uh, but it didn't rely on a lot of special effects. No. It was a lot left to the imagination. Absolutely. Uh, so, so for me, that's, that's one thing I liked about it, and, uh, and it was, you know, that just, trying to imagine living in that time and dealing coping with all that stuff it was was what was really cool to me but I mean you know there, there, you, you've got so many different styles of movie and sure um, sure you know, that, to me uh, the weirder the better uh, <laughs> oh yeah so, uh, you know I like I like them strange and uh, and I like them obscure for sure and, and I, I enjoy watching movies in a language that I don't speak and reading the subtitles, I'd rather read the subtitles than see overdubs. You know? Right, right. I'm, I'm not too big into the voice overdub thing. Um, but there's some really good ones out there, man. The, the, a lot of those Korean films are really good. Um, what was another one that was pretty good? Uh, Let the Right One In, I thought that was pretty good. I've never seen um, that. I'm not even familiar with that. So, yeah, it's a, I think it's a Swedish film. Oh, okay. Uh, and uh, it's a, it, it's more along the lines of vampire stuff. Okay. I typically, don't I, I like I like real vampire stories, but I hate when it's romanticized and glorified too too much in that kind of way. Uh, to me, the you know the more uh, the more frightening of a vampire like uh, Count Orlock, Nosferatu, you know that's sure. that's that's my favorite kind of vampire movie. Not uh, you know. Uh, Dracula, the handsome prince. You know? <laughs> See, mine's mine's Fright Night. That's Fright Night and Lost Boys are what I grew up with. Those are my vampire movies. I know those are like cliche, but I love the original Fright Night and the original Lost Boy. I love that shit. Right. And then I love the the Hammer Horror shit. I love the Chris Lee and Peter Cushing running around trying to kill each other. I think's fun and uh, vampire. Oh, absolutely. That man, shit's those two made a great duo. Oh, such good stuff. Um, so tell us, uh, Kyle, and thanks for sharing about the horror stuff. Uh, what what else do you have going on out there? You'd like to tell the fans here at Phantasm about what's going on with Kyle and X Order, uh, just you in general. Anything you got going on? Well, we've got New Exorder brewing now, so so we do have a follow up uh, in the works. Uh, follow up to more in the Southern Skies. Excellent. Uh, we just got to finish with this with this tour and get back into that mode. Um, we, I've also got a new Trouble album with those guys. Oh, congratulations! For a long time. Uh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, we're you know things don't always move quickly in Trouble time, but uh, you know when it comes out, it'll be worth its weight in gold. I, I can promise you that. Awesome. Um, it's not. It will, it will not be without effort. Um, also, uh, you know the solo album. I discussed that. I, I do have a. a a business venture with a, a, a an old friend of mine that we're uh, going to 
going into. It's something that she started up and I climbed on board with. Nice. Uh, it's called Stitch Witch Organic. And uh, we have a website, stitchwitchorganic.com. We haven't launched yet, but we're going to be launching soon. It's a retail uh, outlet. It's going to be, uh, you know, a lot of organic type products uh, and, you know, more small biz probably oriented. But the, the biggest kicker with this thing is we, uh, we have a, uh, uh, basically a customer-based giving list that, that we're creating where uh, customers can select a beneficiary of, uh, of, their, you know, of their choosing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it might be a musical artist or you know, a visual artist or you know, maybe uh, some sort of uh, you know, um, you know, cat rescue thing that they can nominate for uh, a portion of the, the, the earnings will go directly to that artist or, uh, you know, uh, or charity or whatever. Wow, and, cool. And, uh, you know, we're still, we're, still, we're still sorting all of that out, but, but, you know, a percentage of every purchase that you make, go, you get to choose who, uh, who a donation will go to. It's really, really cool. So um, follow us on uh, Instagram or... Uh, Twitter or Facebook, uh, it's Stitch Witch Organic. So I think it's at Stitch Witch Organic on uh, on Instagram nice. and Twitter. Uh, but it's probably, all of that you can see at stitchwitchorganic.com and find out a little bit more about it. So um, we're, we're, we're a little behind with where we want to be for the launch, but uh, once it's up and rolling, we're, we're quite sure that this thing's going to be uh, uh, something that people really enjoy shopping at because... You know, if I could go somewhere and make a purchase and not have to spend extra to make a donation to a charity or, you know, to help out a band that I think sure. needs to help, especially after the pandemic, well, sure, take my money, you know? Right, right. That's incredible. That's a really cool business venture, man. That's awesome. And then uh, you guys got this big X-Order right. tour coming up. And, man, you've got all kinds of stuff going on, Kyle. I can't thank you enough for taking the time to do this today, man. I'm a huge fan. So is my co-host. Uh, we've wanted you on since I couldn't tell you when, uh, but uh, we finally got you on. God bless Liz. Um, oh, great, great, yeah. I'm uh, I'm happy to come back if uh, as long as y'all keep having me. Hey, don't, man, don't don't hesitate to knock. Love the Kyle Thomas, sir. Thank you. I I cannot. I wish you all the best, man. I hope you and your family have an amazing holiday season. Good luck with this tour. Um, can't wait for the new X Order album. Can't wait for your solo stuff. Good luck with the. Uh, with the business venture, it sounds amazing. Um, and yeah, thank you for taking the time to do this today, man. It means the world to us. Likewise, I appreciate it, man. We really, really do. Awesome, man. Guys, go see Exorder. Go say hi to Kyle. He's the shit. Thank you.